0: If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Russ Tucker and Steve Fezik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas, our first Even Money Podcast here in the lovely month of April. He is the star of the show. I tell you that every week because it's true. He's the expert. The professional gambler and handicapper, Steve Fezzik. The only place to check him out is on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports, not the other one. That guy is a scam artist, con artist, whatever. It's a guy that he'll even like, you know, some of our Even Money podcast to try to lure some of you guys in. At Fezzik Sports is the only one, the only two time winner. Of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. You can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Ross Tucker NFL or Facebook, Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And for all of the awesome shows we got for you over at RossTucker.com, or really, however you listen to this show, you can listen to the other ones. That is at RTF Podcast. Ross Tucker Football Podcast Twitter handle, shows like Fantasy Feast, as well as The Business of Sports and the College Draft Podcast. We're presented by betonline.ag because they are the online gaming website of choice for the Even Money Podcast with the best odds and the fastest payouts. Steve, I was just thinking, I never asked this before. Other than NFL and NFL season, what's your like second favorite thing to um, to bet on or second favorite time of year?
1: Wow, i got to narrow it down to just one secondary market. You know, the conference tourneys in college basketball, I've always done well with those. So that is certainly up there. I hate to list this, Ross, because I really don't even like the product, From but just from a betting perspective, the women's NBA, the WNBA, I've always had great success betting.
0: Why do you think that that is?
1: It's because the limits are lower with the WNBA, so that the odds makers will put up decent numbers, but they don't pay nearly as much attention, so what happens the scrutiny is so much less that a star player like Angel can be out for the Atlanta Dream and it'll take five minutes for the odds makers to even adjust the lines as opposed to the NBA where the second that a starter is reported out, there's the appropriate adjustment to the line.
0: You know, um, it's interesting because I've always wondered, like, is is you, are you totally – I mean, obviously – This is your profession. You're trying to make money. But I guess what I would ask is, maybe this is a tough way to ask it, but if you could make $0.90 on the dollar watching a WNBA game or $0.85 on the dollar watching a a conference tournament game for men's college basketball, but you could only choose one, which one would you choose?
1: Oh, I think I'd choose the $0.85 on the dollar if it was that close. But I have to tell you, Ross, sometimes it seems like I can make $0.90 on the dollar with the WNBA or lose $0.05 on the dollar watching the men's uh, final four. So given that, I'll go with the WNBA.
0: Got it. Okay, that's interesting. Um, Yeah, I I love when you tweet WNBA stuff. It it always kind of cracks me up because you are definitely the only person on my feed that ever tweets anything about the wnba but hey it's it's obviously worked for you i did see you tweet a couple things this morning already steve about major league baseball how do you go about betting major league baseball because it looked like you already had a couple best bets for this morning
1: yeah so i am just getting up to speed with all of the baseball plays and the players and the like and looking at some situations and some teams that I'm just looking to fade. You know, one of my favorite angles is in play today in an interleague game, Seattle is at San Francisco and the giants aren't hitting a lick despite some of their acquisitions, including McCutche- McCutcheon. But what I really like here, Ross, is that 4:15 Pacific start time. The shadows grow long, cast some long shadows across the field whenever you have a twilight baseball game and, frankly even if the wind's blowing out a little bit it'll it'll only be 60 degrees with some tricky shadows i went under seven and a half in that game tonight
0: got it how much baseball do you bet and how do you typically go about it
1: i try to focus much more on the national league than the american league i got a guy that does the american league specialization so i try to follow a few select teams and certainly only one of the two leagues, and that means the National League for me. There's certain teams that you get a feel for early that they may well be under or overvalued. I think the Dodgers, as great a year as they had last year, they're, they appear to be in trouble to me. Um, some, uh, a key injury before the season even started with one of their starters, their third baseman's out, Turner, for a while. Their closer, Jansen, blew a three-run uh, lead, and they just don't appear to be... Uh, at the same level, close to the same level as they were last year, but they still have the brand name.
0: What about uh, some of the big news this week? The biggest event, obviously, the Masters kicks off tomorrow. You've talked a little bit before about, you know, how the sharp betters are salivating over taking other players against Tiger in those head-to-head matchups. For the people that – you know, missed last week, or maybe weren't paying attention. Explain again why they think those are such good bets.
1: Yeah, Tiger Woods has been playing much better, but the pros feel he's still not a top ten golfer, not even a top fifteen golfer, and he's being priced like he's one of the world's best. So in these matchups, head to head, Tiger Woods is paired against Rory McIlroy. He's paired against Thomas um, D. Johnson and Rose and the pros feel like there's value betting against Tiger and playing on Rose, on Johnson. And we've already seen some huge line moves. Rose, as an example, uh, opened as a very small favorite against Woods to do better in the tournament. Now he's up to as high as minus $1.60 at many of the books. So um, although the public loves Tiger, and they're all betting on Tiger to win, the betting pros... They recognize Tiger's playing a lot better. He still hasn't won a tournament in five years, and they're taking the best in the world to perform better than Tiger in this upcoming Masters tournament.
0: What? Um, how do most people – like, what are the different ways – I know very little about golf betting. What are the different ways that you can bet golf? Because I know, you know, just talking with, you know, the guys at betonline.ag that uh, a lot of times, you know um, – you are able to go ahead and get you know a, a a lot of bets in for golf got bet golf is a pretty heavily bet not football but other than football it's a pretty decent one
1: yeah so most golf tournaments they'll put up odds the needle and the haystack odds who is going to win the tournament and list 50 or so golfers and then list the field however in the masters the menu becomes a lot more extensive. So you can look through and there's a lot of proposition bets. Will there be a hole in one? What will the winning score be? What will the lowest round be? But the bread and butter that the pros love is the head to head matchups where they go ahead and pair two golfers against each other. Phil Mickelson against tiger woods, who's going to do better in the tournament. And the reason the pros salivate about those is they love to cherry pick one guy. They really like to do well, Paired up against a guy that they want to bet against, playing head head to head in terms of a betting perspective.
0: Um, so, so the biggest mistakes that people typically make when betting golf would be betting on Tiger or someone like that, letting the emotion get the best of them, and or betting for someone to win rather than just going with a head to head matchup.
1: I believe so. I don't think that there's value on any golfer to win this tournament. Certainly no value right before they tee off after the lines have been bet into place. I'll use an, an example in the in the past NCAA tournament. You could make the case after the fact that based upon the closing numbers right before the tournament started that Villanova at five to one was solid value. That I think is the only team you could argue had value at the closing numbers I had Michigan during the year at 40 to 1, but they were nowhere close to that right before the tournament started. And I think it's very similar in a lot of these events that just trying to find value, you can find it over the course of a year. Some people have a master's ticket on Tiger Woods at 100 to 1 when he was still injured. That was great value. But right before they tip off, the way to make money is to get a gaming license and book all those wagers, in my opinion.
0: Um, what do you mean a gaming license and book all those wagers?
1: You want to be the bookie. You don't want to be the better. They hold on these futures odds is like forty uh, percent for the house. It's good to be the house when it comes to these types of futures wagers.
0: What about um, Steve? We were talking uh, a little bit in terms of you know golf and stuff. Is this a is this a heavily like? Have you seen a lot of people betting on on the Masters or betting on golf events? Is that something that's that you see as popular or, or you don't see it on your end?
1: I see it in town when Tiger Woods is a part of the game. Golf's popularity surged with his domination of, of golf, and when he was on the sidelines, the interest in golf faded significantly. And I think it makes a lot of sense, Ross. You see all these guys with their nice smiles and their kind of fake, you know, crowd waves. And it just doesn't ring with the vast majority of the population. It seems like, you know, a bunch of good old boy country club guys and Tiger Woods, despite his flaws away from the golf course, was very real, very personable. Like him, love him, hate him. People like to watch him. And now that he's back, the popularity in not just the betting markets, but just watching the Masters, I think, will surge.
0: Let's get to some NFL stuff as well, um, Steve. Um, and I guess I wanted to start, Have you, you know, we got the draft coming up in a few weeks. And you had said that, I, I can't remember the name of the company, it was not betonline.ag yet, but someone had posted some early season win total numbers that we went through. And I think you said, I should have jumped on this last week, but I think you said that they had dropped them. They no longer had them up. And I wanted to get your thoughts as to why. Why would they post them and then subsequently take them down?
1: Yeah, so Five Dimes did have numbers up, low limits on all the season win numbers. But with the draft upcoming, they pulled them back down. I assume it's the uncertainty of the draft. It's not that they're so worried about who all the teams are going to select in the draft. It's the uncertainty about the quarterbacks that are going to be drafted because, Ross, the one factor that can really move a team's season win number is the acquisition of a veteran quarterback or drafting of a rookie quarterback. Almost always a team that drafts a rookie quarterback, Vegas hates that because especially if you're trading up and you're giving up draft picks, just to get that rookie quarterback, most of the time the pros will bet against a rookie that's going to be starting in the NFL, and they're going to play against that team in his first year.
0: Interesting. Okay, so the draft, like, can the draft, other than the quarterback thing, can the draft have an impact on season win total numbers, or is it, uh, like a lot of things we discuss over the course of the season, entirely quarterback-related?
1: It really is entirely quarterback related. It helps to have a whole bunch of draft picks that will cause your season win number to go up. But in terms of who you actually select, it really has zero impact in terms of we really don't know who's going to pan out and who isn't in terms of the players. The free agency actually has a bigger impact on the teams than the draft. It's going to be very interesting to see where the market settles in on the expectations for the Los Angeles Rams.
0: Yeah, well, I want to get to that in a second. Uh, But in terms of the rookie quarterback, so almost always Vegas is going to fade those. So if um, if you feel like you know which teams are going to take rookie quarterbacks, I guess there's no numbers out there right now anyway, but if you feel like you know which teams are going to take rookie quarterbacks, is there value in betting the under now? Because you're going to end up getting a better number um when you know you take the under now because you're going to end up I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, take under now because then that that line's going to actually move down after they take a, a rookie quarterback.
1: Well, you really need a team that's going to take a rookie quarterback and start the rookie quarterback. So, if the rookie quarterback, let's say the Giants took took a state of 2 and they, and they took a rookie quarterback, I don't think that would have any impact because the feeling would be Eli's more than likely going to be the starter for the vast majority of the games. But if you've got a team that is going to likely have a rookie quarterback that's going to start all 16 games, that would be the situation where you'd look to bet against that team on season wins.
0: Okay, let's get to the Rams because you referenced them last night, yet another big move where they trade four Brandon Cooks and they give up a first-round pick. Um, I know there's we said it earlier, there's no lines up yet. Um, but what do you think all these moves have done for the Rams' expectations in Vegas?
1: Well, the expectations are going to go through the roof. Now, the question is, are those expectations um, realistic? And I go back to, I think about the Eagles. When they picked up all these acquisitions and they were a complete dud, they are supposed to win 12 games. I think they won seven or eight, the Eagle dream team years ago. And will that happen with the Rams? It's very unclear. Typically, when a team wins four games like the Rams did two years ago, and then last year they jumped to 11, we expect regression. We expect that team to get worse. However, you could make the case that such a huge upgrade, a quarterback with Goff getting better, and at the head coaching position, such a huge upgrade that maybe we should throw two years ago in the trash can and treat the Rams as a true contender that's just beefing up and getting even better. Ross, I wanted to ask you about this. You played for several teams. I don't know if you ever had a destination that had distractions like Los Angeles has. How much do you feel that might be a negative for all these acquisitions heading to the beach? Might there not be the full focus that there would be, say, if they were playing for Kansas City?
0: Well, I can tell you this much, Steve, and they've obviously had a lot of success before I was there, so it's obviously not that much of a distraction, but when I was in Dallas, uh, there were a lot of players on that team that went right to the strip clubs after practice, uh, some of them almost every day, and maybe that was just the culture that was there, maybe it was just that group of guys, but... I felt like that wasn't good. I mean, guys were in a hurry to get out of the facility to get to the strip club, rather than um, you know putting extra time in at work. And I, I didn't. Let's. I, I don't know how much of an impact it had on the field, but it didn't help. I knew that much. It was like it was like the thing to do, which was not my thing. I mean, am I I'm not. I'm not. I'm not opposed to that, but not like on a Wednesday afternoon, you know.
1: And I've always felt that there are certain cities that, like you look at the at Green Bay, where, yeah, it's hard to track free agents because it's boring. But once the players are there, I think that um, it um, is, I hate to use the term wholesome, but it's just an environment where you can really focus on football. And I think that that helps the Packers every year. And I think there's, there's cities that are just a lot of fun, like Miami and Los Angeles. I always worry about the Dolphins because of the South Beach distractions and the like, that uh, it seems like there's a team that always has a bunch of talent and underachieves every year. Yeah, I
0: mean, there must be something to it, because it definitely feels like that at times. Um, So do you you typically fade a team that's acquiring a lot of big-name guys, like the Rams?
1: That's my basic strategy, to fade them after the betting public gets a hold of them and the unrealistic expectations. And let's say the Rams season win number would have been nine and a half without all these acquisitions. Well, now maybe it should go up to 10, but because of all the hype, because I think uh, Colin Cowherd has the Rams as his number two power rated team right now, maybe that season win number goes all the way to 10 and a half. And I think it should be 10. It sounds like a little, a, a small deal, But I get an extra half game on a season win, I may well look to play under a a 10.5. I refuse to believe that the Rams are suddenly as good as the Minnesota Vikings or the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: I tend to agree. I mean, I think the Rams are going to be in the mix, but they were in the mix last year. I think they're better. I think people forget. Steve, that they lost Trumaine Johnson, they lost Robert Quinn, they lost Alec Ogletree. Like, it's not like people only remember the bigger name additions because the guys they brought in have higher profiles than some of the guys they've lost. But, I mean, keep Tlaib is not a better player than Trumaine Johnson is. He just has more name brand recognition. So they've lost three good players on their defense that, that I just referenced. What about the draft From a betting perspective, forget about the impact that the draft can have on season win numbers and season long totals, things like that. What about just betting the draft? I know we've talked about it before, but what are some of your favorite bets for the draft?
1: I think the propositions on in the first round, especially how many players will be taken on offense versus defense, how many quarterbacks will be taken, how many quarterbacks will be taken with the first five picks, If you follow the mock drafts and you're really on top of this, you can see movement that occurring expectations are changing. Um, As an example, a few months ago, everyone was talking about how Barkley was going to be the number one pick. And now everyone's talking about how we might well see quarterbacks go one, two, three. And you can, if you're in front of it, you can take advantage of the fact that the expectations are changing and get some really good value betting on propositions on things like that, especially first-round propositions in terms of who is selected in the draft.
0: Every week I also ask you your thoughts on uh, the NBA. Um, Last week you told me it's going to be the Rockets and the Raptors in the NBA Finals. You still sticking with that?
1: I'm sticking with Toronto. Uh, I know Toronto just lost two games at Cleveland, two close games at Cleveland, but the fact, the mere fact that those games were lying close to pick them when Cleveland needs these games like blood to try to get the number three seed is speaking volumes about what Vegas thinks about the power rating of these two teams right now. Toronto is a much better team right now. And even if Cleveland improves in the playoffs, I don't see Cleveland being the better team and they're going to have to go on the road to win a Toronto respect what they've done the last seven years. I think this is the year Toronto gets them. I'm going to flip flop on golden state. The fact that um, they've gotten back all their players now, except for Curry, you know, I just can't see with James Harden and Chris Paul beating these guys, even with the home court advantage. I think it may well be a, a six or seven game series But with those two teams lying close to pick them right now, I think I have to favor Golden State to make it back to the finals.
0: Got it. Interesting. Um, Well, if that's what you're doing, there's only one place you should do it, and that is betonline.ag. You guys know they must be a pretty smart company if they are the title sponsor of the Even Money podcast that wins money for you guys every football season All you have to do is go to betonline.ag, use the promo code EVENMONEY on your first deposit and earn a 50% welcome bonus up to $2,500 worth of sportsbook free plays. They've been around for almost two decades. They've got awesome, even for golf this weekend, state-of-the-art live betting software so you'll have more chances to bet and win at betonline.ag than you would anywhere else. You get $25 free on your first live bet. They also have these 100% poker and casino bonuses. So even if you like to play, not just betting on sports, they got it all for you. Don't miss out on betting any of this. Visit betonline.ag and use the promo code EVENMONEY. That's the key. So you can score your $2,500 bonus. Again, betonline.ag. Use the promo code Money to score your bonus. And also, by the way, send us some email questions for Steve and I. We, we're, we're running low on them. I love your email questions. You guys have better questions than I could ever come up with myself. So keep them coming. Ross at RossTucker.com. Take advantage of any of the sponsors we have for you over at Rostucker.com on the sponsors page, and then send me a question, Ross at RossTucker.com. After you take advantage of a sponsor, forward that to me, and I guarantee we'll read and respond to it on the show. I love your questions. You guys ask questions that I couldn't even come up with myself, which is amazing. I mean, you a lot of you guys are more knowledgeable about this stuff than I am. I'm more knowledgeable, obviously, on on the football stuff, but on the betting stuff, you guys are incredible. So, Keep them coming. Again, Ross at Ross Tucker dot com. And also keep the retweets coming at physics sports at Ross Tucker NFL and at RTF podcast or the likes on Facebook, Facebook dot com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Other than that, I think we're done. Appreciate it. You can do the Amazon banner ad, the PayPal contribution. The Apple podcast five star ranking is huge. But I think we're done here. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money on whatever you bet on this week. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.